Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 114 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. we got a jam-packed show for everybody today. I'm looking forward to jumping straight into it, and we'll start the show off the same way we do every week, and that's by starting off with the breakdown. The breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So we'll go ahead and start the breakdown by talking about some American Raptors news. So if you've been following along, the American Raptors put a 78-10 to 10 beat down on Seattle Rugby Club last Saturday at Infinity Park. Dayton Sheridan scored three tries in the win. Dayton's a guy that just kind of keeps getting better and better been a fun player to watch has a really bright future it's been fun to just kind of see him progress from where he kind of started last spring he was a guy that came in here with a little bit of rugby experience if you listen to the interview I did with Dayton on the podcast about I don't know eight months ago you'll know that he came in with a little bit of rugby experience but he just kept progressing and progressing uh, he really lit it up in the rugby town sevens tournament I thought he was one of the better players on the XO team um, and he continues to light it up as the American Raptors you know, continue to keep playing matches, and he's been a centerpiece of it all, so he's been fun to watch. Uh, the American Raptors are back in action this weekend against their old foes, the Hartford Harpooners. If you remember, the Harpooners beat the XOs back in May at Infinity Park. The XOs started that match super slow, ended up making a late push, and Lene Latu ended up scoring a try right at the buzzer, but his conversion rattled off the upright, and the Harpooners ended up winning that match by one point. So you got to know both that you know the result of that match is still fresh in both of those teams' minds. I think it should be a pretty good one. It's free to attend on the turf at Infinity Park, and kickoff is at 2 p.m., uh, so if you can't make it, you can stream the match on AmericanRaptors.com, uh, and that's on Saturday, October 9th. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll be tomorrow. So that kind of does it for the Raptors update. Uh, not really a whole lot else to talk about. They really do seem to be looking a lot better. I, I tweeted something like this last week, too, and I guess this is a good time to talk about it on the podcast, but like... I've been very impressed with how the Raptors have looked through these first couple of matches so far. And I know they're not playing like the top, top, top competition, but but the performances they put forth in the matches that they have played have been have been very impressive. And it's been guys that are just learning the game. Like uh, when you look at some of the experienced guys on the team, of course, you have your Don McKinnas, you have your Aaron Matthews, you have your Campbell Johnstones, you have your Max Daces, you have the guys that have played rugby for literally their whole life. But when you look at the other guys, like even even the other guys on the team that have been playing since January look so good. They don't look like they've been playing since January. They look like they've been playing for a few years now, not a few months. Um, and some of the new guys that they've brought in, too, are already contributing, making big plays. Otto Zicardo, a guy I talked about last week, every time I've watched a match, he scores a try super fast. Um, just guys like that, Nolan Saracini, another, you know, another podcast guest we've had on couple weeks ago and a guy I talked about in the mailbag episode last week too but like he's running the show so well at at nine you you wouldn't have guessed that he's only been playing for 
you know, a few months, honestly, like two months. So I've been very impressed with what I've seen so far. Um, and I put a little tweet out about, like I said a little bit ago, but I've uh, just been very impressed with it all. And I'm acknowledging that there are high caliber rugby players that I'm sure are facilitating this growth, but I think that's a good thing. That's kind of what maybe what they were lacking a little bit back in the spring is they, they only had a couple of guys. They needed a couple of more. Um, and it seems to be paying dividends so far. I'm looking forward to seeing, like, as we get a little bit closer to MLR and, and some of these signings come up, I would not be surprised if a lot of these guys end up getting poached um, to go play on an MLR side in the springtime. So it'll be fun to keep an eye on. Uh, like I said a million times already, I've been very impressed. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend you come watch a match, stream a match, something. Just just kind of try to take in what these guys are doing because it's pretty impressive. So. We'll go ahead and move into the next part of the breakdown, talk about some USA rugby news. So the men's 15th team defeated Uruguay 19-16 at Infinity Park last Saturday, and I'm sure that was a little closer than the Eagles would have liked it to be. Uruguay scored and hit a conversion in the 78th minute to make the scoreline a little bit closer, which obviously in these like aggregate matches, these combined score matches, like that's very important that they only have a three-point deficit to make up. So if Uruguay wins, uh, beats USA, in you know in Uruguay this weekend by more than three points so they win the series so uh, now like I said USA is down in Montevideo for the second match of the series if USA wins they confirm their place in pool a for the 2023 rugby world cup you can watch that match on flowrugby.com I'll talk more about it when we get to all the rugby that you can watch this weekend and finally in the in the USA rugby news of part of this breakdown uh, you have the chance to catch a women's 15s team in action at Infinity Park in a couple of weeks as USA Rugby announced that tickets are now on sale for the women's 15s matches against Canada on November 1st and November 5th. So that'll be fun to watch those matches as well. So I guess that does it for the breakdown. We'll go ahead and jump into all of the rugby you can watch this weekend. And again, we have a full slate, which is cool to see. So I'll go ahead and start with the American Raptors versus the Hartford Harpooners that I just got done talking about. That's on Saturday at 2 p.m. on the turf at Infinity Park. Uh, watch on AmericanRaptors.com if you can't make it out. But if you are coming to the match, it's free. Shoot me a DM. I'll come say what's up if you're interested. Uh, so we'll go ahead and talk about the USA Rugby versus Uruguay is the next match on my list. Saturday at 1.30 p.m. That one is on Flow Rugby. So you're going to have to... I guess you're going to have to choose. Do you want to watch USA Rugby? you want to come watch the American Raptors? I'll leave that decision up to you. I will be at the Raptors match. We'll have to catch up with what happens with USA Rugby later. Uh, Premier Rugby Sevens is this weekend. I'm very interested in this. Uh, I'm going to keep a close eye on seeing how it does. I hope it works out. It has, you know, it has good bones, it seems like. There's a good idea behind it. So we're just going to have to see how it's executed and what the next move is moving forward. But you can watch that on foxsports.com and the Fox Sports app starting at 8 a.m. Mountain Time to 2 p.m. Mountain Time. Then at 2 p.m., coverage will shift over to Fox Sports 2 for the men's and women's consolation finals and the men's and women's finals. So we're going to see that on TV. Um, looking forward to seeing that one, like I was just saying. going to be something I'm keeping a close eye on. Uh, throughout the day moving over to some college rugby we got a couple of matches uh, Mount St. Mary's versus Dartmouth on Saturday at 9 a.m. and then Brown versus Harvard on Saturday at 10 a.m. you can watch both of those matches on ESPN plus we've got the Allianz Premier 15s back in action this weekend we've got Harlequins women versus Bristol Bears women on Saturday at 8 a.m. got Labra Lightning versus Worcester Warriors women on sa Saturday at 9 a.m got DMP Durham Sharks for Sale Sharks Women on Saturday at 11 a.m. We've got Saracens Women versus Exeter Chiefs Women on Sunday at 7 a.m. We've got Wasps FC Ladies versus Gloucester Heart Prairie Women's RFC on Sunday at 12.15 p.m. And you can watch all of those matches on Premier15s.com. And I highly recommend you do because there's a ton of American women tearing it up over there in that competition right now. So we've got to go out and support them. Got some Premiership rugby rolling this weekend as well. We've got Harlequins versus Bristol Bears on Friday at 12.45 p.m. Got London Irish versus Leicester on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got Gloucester versus Sale Sharks on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got Exeter Chiefs versus Worcester Warriors on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got Saracens versus Newcastle on Saturday at 8 a.m. And then we have Wasps versus Northampton on Sunday at 8 a.m. Watch all of those matches on Peacock. 
And then we've got the United Rugby Championship. We've got Ospreys versus Sharks on Friday at 12.35 p.m. We've got Ulster versus Benetton on Friday at 12.35 p.m. We've got Leinster versus Zebra on Saturday at 6 a.m. We've got Glasgow Warriors versus Lions on Saturday at 8.05 a.m. We've got Connacht versus Dragons on Saturday at 10.15 a.m. We've got Edinburgh versus Stormers on Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Cardiff Blues versus the Bulls on Saturday at 12.35 p.m. And we got Scarlets versus Munster on Sunday at 7 a.m. And you can watch all of those matches on URC-TV. Now we'll go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. we got two interviews today. I'm excited about both of these. Before I get to the interviews, I wanted to tell you that these interviews are brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouth guards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So we got two interviews, like I was just saying. I'm excited about both of them. Our first interview of the episode is with American Raptors wing Dakota Dixon. Dakota is one of a kind. His story is very literally nothing short of amazing. It's a pleasure chatting with him. We talk a little bit about his football career, um, his childhood, his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up to last year, and just kind of how he got into rugby and how he's enjoying it thus far. So with that introduction, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with American Raptors wing Dakota Dixon. All right, now welcome on American Raptors wing Dakota Dixon to the show. Dakota, how's it going, man? I'm going well. Everything is going well, man. That's good to hear. Thank you so much for taking the time to come join me. Uh, I've been looking forward to having you on. When we had Nolan on a couple of weeks ago, I asked him who he thought we should have on next, and you were the first name he threw out, so I'm glad that we got it organized. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so I look forward to talking to you. And uh, I guess the first question... Dakota, I ask everybody that comes on the show, just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Originally, I'm from Miami, Florida. Mm -hmm. I moved to uh, a small town called Daytona Beach, or really a small town south of Daytona Beach called Oak Hill, Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was raised there the majority of my life. So, Yeah. And I know just doing some research on you, you you've had an amazing life thus far. Your, your backstory is, is really an amazing one. So can you kind of talk a little bit about why you moved yeah, yeah, uh, sure. So, you know, growing up in Miami, things weren't always, uh, you know, a picnic, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better word, right. I, I should say. Um, but we lived in, you know, an impoverished area, you know, uh, you know how it is, crime and things like that. And um, I was fortunate, you know, to... Uh, live with my dad. I actually ended up going to foster care. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother went to prison. He he shot someone in law enforcement and um, it gave incentive for a SWAT team to break into our house and they discovered our living conditions. Mm-hmm. And so when they seen our living conditions, um, that obviously um, got DCF or Child Protective Services involved and my siblings and I were all kind of split up and we are uh, Ended up going to uh, foster care, mm-hmm. and then by the grace of God, I was able to move with my dad and begin a relationship with him and That's my awesome. and my stepmother. Yeah. So then, did things get a little calm down a little bit after that? You had a little bit more, you know, routine. Was that kind of how that went? Um. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. We got to celebrate Christmas and things like that. Um, when we were younger, that wasn't something. You know, we did, uh, you know, so that was new for me. You know, we yeah. weren't rich or anything, but perspective, yeah. you know, changes a lot on what rich actually really means. And right. So I felt like I was rich when I was young <laughs> and when we moved and things like that. So that was yeah. kind of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was things begin to change a bit. Yeah. They begin to change a bit. That's good. And is that when you guess had a little bit more? time and ability to focus on football yeah yeah man so I had my dad was a uh, a real big uh, football guy mm-hmm. if you will I had a brother an older brother who played for the Florida Gators so oh, nice. um, I had known about him I never I didn't know know him well yeah. he was much older than me um, but obviously I took in I taken a liking to the game of football it was a place of relief for me you know um and so I definitely tried to run with that yeah were you playing organized football before that I know I in the couple of videos I watched that Wisconsin put out um 
you talked a little bit about playing like football in the park and doing pull-ups on the gazebo. So mm -hmm. did you play organized football before that or what? Kind of when did you get involved into the, the organized football stuff? Oh, man. When I was in Miami, I got involved in football. Oh, yeah. You yeah. played football forever. I was in playing football <laughs> my whole life. Yeah. Uh, I didn't understand it necessarily. I just right. did it because, you know, it was fun. Yeah. Like any kid, right? Right, for and sure. So I started at a young age. That's cool. So I guess when did – can you kind of take us through your football career then? So uh, where did you end up playing high school football? And I guess when did college become a real possibility for you? Yeah, man, honestly, um, I knew when I was in Pop Warner what I yeah. wanted to do. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. You know, how I grew up and what I seen, I knew I, I knew what I didn't want to do. Exactly. Right? I yeah. knew what I didn't want to be. And so I knew football was my chance, you know, to get out of that environment and, mm -hmm. you know, change my life as well as, you know, my family potentially. And so um, – when I was in Pop Warner, man, I knew I was going to play. I wanted to just play, you know, varsity, the top level. And I was able to do that. And, and um, when I was in high school, I got my first offer, I think, as a sophomore from a, from a college school mm -hmm. or whatever. And so um, when that happened, of course, you know, it became a reality, right? It's yeah. one, it came, it went from a dream into a reality, right? And all yeah. of the hard work is paying off. And over time, um, things begin to, you know, build more schools, start coming in and taking an interest and things yeah. like that. And so it was a real blessing, man. It was a real blessing. Um, I actually, for three years, I dis my shoulder was dislocated. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gave me even more motivation as messed up as that it sounds a little <laughs> yeah. bit, but, um, we didn't have, you know, uh, scholarships, money to go to right, school and right. things like that. And so um, it was nothing but um, opportunity. I yeah. seen it as, and I think God just blessed me with the yeah. right people in my life to help me get there. That's awesome, man. So then how did you decide on Wisconsin? Like, did you have a, was it between a couple other schools? Or was Wisconsin in the run in there? Yeah, actually, Wisconsin was not in the run. Oh, really? So it just <laughs> yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. Where yeah. were you going to go then? I was actually going to go to uh Michigan State, mm. um, Michigan State, and Louisville were like my top two schools I was gonna go, go to. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember Coach Armstrong left, and he went to Texas. Um, and then um, Louisville was still an option, but I just didn't really care. Yeah. Wisconsin. Uh, their coach, I really respected him, um, Coach Anderson, when he visited my home. And um, so I figured, why not give it a shot, you know? Yeah. And when I visited, I I was in love with it, you know, and I, I knew right there when I had to go visit there. That's awesome. Was it – how was the cold? Like, did you get used to the cold pretty quick? No. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever get used to the cold? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I never – I mean, you do. You do. Yeah. But who gets used to sub-zero yeah, temperatures, Yeah, it's right? different cold up there. Because, I mean, it gets cold here, but it's not yeah, like Wisconsin cold Exactly. Up there, so. so there's perspective, right? There's always perspective. <laughs> yeah. I was asking Lena, too, because he's, uh, you know, he's from San Mateo, like another Northern California guy, and he played football at Eastern Michigan, and he was just like, I went there, and I was like, the winters are just brutal. It's like heavy, yes. you know, like humid <laughs> just like sits on you. Here it's like at least dry, so it's right. not you know it's not like down sinking into your bones cold. <laughs> uh, so how was your time at Wisconsin? Did you enjoy it there? Yeah, yeah, man, I loved it. I love Wisconsin, man. Wisconsin was transformational for me mm -hmm. as a as a person. Um, it transformed um, me. I just just in terms of the relationships I was able to build there, um, the opportunities I was able to develop and have. Um, God really blessed me with some incredible people. Yeah. Not going to, he definitely blessed me, man. And so I loved it. I loved it. Despite it being negative 30 <laughs> or negative 10 degrees, yeah. whatever it was, <laughs> I, I definitely enjoyed it. That's awesome. Uh, so when did you, I guess like while you're at Wisconsin and you're playing and, you know, you're just kind of getting the feel of things, like when did you realize that going to the NFL was a real possibility? Mm, um... I knew it was a possibility when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, just from 
work. Interesting. That's all I did. I just worked out. Yeah. Trained. You know. Um, I knew, like, I, I knew what I wanted to do. You know. Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do, and so I didn't know, you know, what I would encounter in the process. Yeah. You know, but I knew that it was something that I wanted to pursue. Now, in terms of it becoming the reality, like the scholarships yeah. became a reality. Um, I don't know when that actually yeah, like, took was place. Was there a moment yeah. when it's when you you know you get word maybe down the grapevine like oh this this team's like interested in you or this team's coming to watch you like it, maybe it was like at the pro day or something like no. did you know you had a good workout or something like that or it just kind of happened? No, actually. I did not do well. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, I did okay in my pro day. Yeah. I did okay in my pro day. I didn't do well at, at the combine, uh -huh. honestly. But um, I, I don't know. I didn't think – I guess I didn't really know what I didn't know. I didn't understand what yeah. I didn't understand. That's a good way to put it. That's and fair. so I, I mean, was it's just – brand new stuff. Yeah, right? right? And I didn't really understand the process of, you know, how team – I've heard things like, yeah – you know, priority free agent. I heard, you know, you could be projected mm -hmm. at this round or something like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, it's all talk. You really yeah. don't know until you get. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, it's like, how do the people telling you know, know that too? You yeah. Know? It's like, right. I don't know. I, that, that stuff always confuses me too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I wasn't in it. I just look at it from afar. You were like right in the process. Yeah. Yeah. So then how can you kind of explain the process and how you ended up in Tampa Bay? Yeah, man. So that it's actually a, a testimony behind this. Um, so when I went to Tampa, um, I first went to San Francisco. Interesting. I went okay. to the 49ers, and I tried out. So on draft day, I thought I was going to be a priority free agent. <laughs> this is what I was told right. and all this stuff, and sure none that, of that happened. A lot of people <laughs> say a lot of things during this whole thing, right? <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So none of that happened. None of that happened at all. And um, – as I'm sitting here waiting, 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 there was no phone calls. I didn't give a phone call from any teams. What does that feel like? Sorry to cut you off in your story, but no. like, like, because you kind of don't know going in, like, okay, I'm maybe not going to get a call this first or second day, but like, as it gets later, like, is that, what's that feel like? Like, are you waiting just, are you just sitting around by the phone? Are you watching TV? <laughs> are you like doing normal stuff? Or are you just like, oh, I'm going to, I got to go to the grocery store? Like, are you doing that stuff? Well, what's that like? Oh man, it's humbling. It's a <laughs> lot of emotions, really. Yeah. You know, you happy because you see people that you played with. Yeah, and I can imagine. Getting drafted, you have a lot of friends, or you like played that. against, like acquaintances you made along yeah. the way. You know, like actually, so I was at a friend of mine's house. We went to I, I went to New Smyrna Beach High School, mm -hmm. and we've this, this friend of mine. I'm still friends with him to this day. His name is Cole Holcomb. Um, he was uh, we played ball growing up literally from literally pop Warner all the way through right he was one of my mm -hmm. best friends in high school and so um you know we literally was i was at his house for the draft and we were watching it together he yeah. played at the university of north carolina okay. he was a walk-on standout linebacker and um he ended up getting drafted in yeah. the fifth round right <laughs> so i'm just like yeah going geeked, nuts for him, you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like super excited because this is my boy. I play ball with my whole life and yeah. we've talked about this. Yeah. Right. And so I was super excited and happy for him. And honestly, it, 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 it encouraged me and motivated me. Like, you know, whenever my opportunity comes, you know, I'm going to just run with it. And mm -hmm. he supported me in that as well. And so um, it was a lot of emotions on that, on that particular That's day, awesome. yeah. you know, cause I, I'm not going to lie as a competitor, I was yeah. still upset, still frustrated, you know, part of going to the NFL is being drafted, right? right? And that wasn't that was a goal I had. And so um to me it was it was just simply an invitation to a means to be met. And yeah. that opportunity came when my agent called me and said, Hey Dakota, the 49ers wanna work you out. And so I went to their mini camp. I worked out there and um I thought they were gonna give me a contract mm -hmm. based on, you know, the performance. I felt like it was a really good day or a really good couple of days. Yeah. Um, guarding their draft picks and their, you know, guys returning players and things like that. And so uh, I felt really confident based on the performance there. To, and that really gave me some encouragement because I'm like, well, maybe I can play. I can do this, you know. Right. Um, and so sure enough, um, you know, that didn't work out, though. So I was it was just kind of like, dang, I don't 
so that's the first reality check of business in the NFL right yeah. there. It's just different, you know. And so um, the following week, uh, my agent calls me and tells me, you know, Tampa Bay wants to work you out and, you know, there's an opportunity. And so I end up going, um, working out and same thing, mini camp for a few days. And, uh, man, <laughs> I did not even do as well as I did at the 49ers. <laughs> so I'm like kind of frustrated with myself. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need to make this undeniable that you have to sign me type thing. And I didn't feel like I accomplished yeah. my goal in doing that. Um, and so, you know, by the grace of God, man, somehow, you know, they literally grabbed me in the locker room. And I ended up going upstairs and I signed my first NFL contract. And so nice. it was it was a blessing, yeah. you know, it was a blessing. What did that feel like? Did you even get a, did you get a like savor the moment? Cause that's like, kind of sounds like maybe a little bit rushed. Like you just got done. They pull you up. Like literally it, it, yeah. that's exactly what it felt really? like. It felt like rushed. you went in and they're like, Hey, come here. Yes. It just, did you know that's what they're bringing you up for? No, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but to be honest with you, man, that was just the beginning. Mm. Um, that was just the beginning. Of because when I once you once you get there now it's camp now that's yeah. where you really you know earn a contract that's where you really earn a, a chance to stay there for a season yeah and so that was that was just typical, that was only in the beginning yeah so how long were you there then two years is that right year and two, a half year and a half almost okay. two years yeah so then I guess just like what I've I've had like obviously with the crossover project I've had a chance to talk mm -hmm. to a lot of guys that played in the NFL but even before like. Um, Zach Pounga, he used to play for the Raptors a few years ago. He's a UFC fighter now. He's like had a very interesting life. He, he, he went to camp with the Texans, play fullback. And I asked him like what the hardest part of the NFL was. And he, he had like a little bit of different situation because he came in the lockout year. So he had no, like, he just was like, I went literally straight to camp. Like I yeah. didn't know the playbook. I'm trying to learn how to play fullback, so I need to, you know, kind of know what tight ends do, kind of what fullbacks yep, do. Yep. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I was at a pretty big disadvantage just kind of going in, but he was like, I was not ready for football to become my job. Mm -hmm. He's like, I wasn't ready to wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. and whatever you do, you know, yeah. eat, you know, get stretched and then watch all this tape. And, and then <laughs> after, after you've been at the facility for 12 hours, like, go home. <laughs> get in my playbook, like yep. learn two different <laughs> positions and then go to sleep. And I'm getting, you know, seven, hours, six, seven hours again. of sleep. And I get up in the morning. I do that literally every single day. He was like, that was kind of the biggest like reality check for me. It was like, I was not ready for football to become my job. So did you kind of feel the same way? I guess the question I'm trying to ask is like, what did you think the hardest like part of being in the NFL was? Uh, um, I wouldn't say I felt the same way. Um, you know, I had come from Wisconsin, and so I, I had a – I mean, we were pretty regimented yeah, there as well. Yeah, big-time college football program. Yeah, so, yeah, so it wasn't something that was I wasn't used to. I yeah. had a well-coached, you know, uh, by a really good staff, Coach Leonard, Coach Chris was my head coach. I You know, we had a I, – I, I had come from a really good culture, Yeah, you know, so to – be a pro, train like a pro, take care of yourself like a pro. That was something that was embedded in us in Wisconsin. Um, so when I when I transitioned, you know, in Tampa, it wasn't really anything new other than the terminology. Yeah. Right. So plays are the same. Yeah. You know, different things are tweaked here and there, but more than everything, more than anything, was just the terminology that yeah, was different. It's like learning a new so, language, right? Yeah, learning I've, that. Just like it was recently, just watching football on TV, I've heard that too. I think Matthew Stafford was saying, like, it's not like you said, it's not necessarily learning the plays that's hard. It's learning, it's relearning the words. Like, you could call something mountain, and this could mean something different. Like, yes. mountain could be like we're checking to a pass, and in the past, it means we're running or something like that. Like, yes. He's like, that's what's hard is I have to take a second and be like, no, this doesn't mean this anymore. This means something completely different now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so then I guess, like, what happened? You know, when did you – when did the Bucks let you go? Um, you said it was after a year and a half. And then mm -hmm. I guess just kind of like how did that lead into this opportunity to play rugby? So I would assume that kind of came yeah. from the clouds, right? Yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely did. So yeah, when I when I was at the Bucks, man, it was um, 
like I said, it, it was a blessing to even stay there in the first place. Like, I probably shouldn't have been there mm. just by stat, by <laughs> statistics. Yeah. Um, you know, I was pretty much a walk-on, tryout guy, and I, my signing bonus was just enough to pay off my last month of rent in Wisconsin. And so it nice. was just kind of <laughs> like, you know, all these dudes are getting yeah huge $500,000, you know, and all of this crazy yeah. money. And it's like, here I am, just you little old me doing That's what you needed you know, to get by, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was just a, a, a blessing for me to be there, man. And then what a lot of people don't know is like when I went there, my shoulder came out of place and mm -hmm. my shoulder was coming in and out. And in the league, man, when you get injuries like that, you know, the best, you know, availability yeah. is availability, right? Yeah, and yeah. so if you hurt or anything like can't that, make the club in the tub. you're not going to that before. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. And so um, I was really battling. That was the hardest thing yeah. about getting on the team for me. Honestly, it wasn't really so much the plays or even the competition as much as it was. Uh, my body, yeah. you know, my shoulder was really messed up and I had torn this shoulder before. And so it wasn't nothing new, but it just was um, really affecting me at a wrong time. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it just a, a bad timing. Yep. And so my shoulder was coming in and out, in and out throughout camp. And um, by the Lord's grace, you know, they, they, you know, he put favor in their eyes for me, and I was fortunate enough to make the team anyway. Um, and they took care of me as far as giving me surgery. And That's uh, pretty much became – my first year was like a red shirt year. Right. Just rehabbing the shoulders, yeah. getting healthy and all of that. And then second year, um, I just ended up making the practice squad, mm -hmm. and that was tough because of COVID. We didn't have preseason. Oh, yeah, yeah. So – it was a blessing to even make that because, you know, if you get cut, you don't have – usually, typically, you'd have teams that could also see you, right? Mm -hmm. um, but no one's ever – Yeah, there's no No tape, one got right? to see me because I never got to play in the preseason or in yeah. the game. And so um, that made it obviously tip, d difficult, you mm -hmm. know. But other than that, I was still able to play on the team. And um, just one day, randomly, man, it, it was just a, a phone call and – you know, they were releasing me. You know, it was – I was shocked. Yeah. I didn't know that I had – I felt like every, I had done everything in my power mm -hmm. to control, you know, um, my performance. And, you know, there certainly wasn't any off-the-field issues or yeah, nothing yeah. like that. You know, I wasn't – you know, I'm not really a big night guy or anything, <laughs> you know. So, I don't know, man. It, it just – it's the way, it, you know, the cookie crumbled. And yeah. They felt best to go in another direction. Man, that's tough. But, I mean, that sounds like so many other stories that I've heard like that. Like, it's no rhyme or reason. They just wake up one day and decide that that's the direction they're going to go. So, when was that? Like, what point of the season was that? Do you um, I don't remember exactly what point of the season. Maybe it was, like, mid-season. Because oh, okay. it was, like, late October, October oh, okay. 20th. So, you're kind of coming up on the year yeah, now, then. It was October 20th. What a, what a that. tough year, too. Like, that's, they won the Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was it like, I guess? Like, yeah. were you, did you get to be around, like, like Brady, obviously, like, comes in? Like, what, how much did that change things, like, from the year before? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> changed the – I don't know what it is, man. He is just – he's um, very – he's very humble and yeah. – um, Nice guy off the field, uh -huh. you know, very friendly, um, very, very friendly. But on the field, he was a general, <laughs> and you knew it, you know. And you I think it. the team knew that too, Yeah, right? The team kind of gravitated to that, and I think he instilled belief, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. I think that was the difference between the season before and this uh, previous season where they won the Super Bowl was – Tom Brady made guys believers, yeah. I would say, you know. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so then how did the rugby opportunity come about then? Yeah, man, exactly what yeah. you said. Out of the – You can move that on the floor. If you no, want. it's all right. It's fine that. there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's no problem. 
Um, yeah, it, it was random. I did not plan on, you know, coming to Colorado. Yeah. I did not co- plan on coming to play rugby <laughs> or anything like that, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, it was, I was working out with a friend of mine um, who's actually my roommate now here in, in Denver. And he had a... Hey, who's that? Barlow. Justin oh, okay, Barlow. Yeah. yeah. I have a good picture of Justin Barlow. Like, yeah. <laughs> makes Mark Bullock look like a little kid. Yeah, he's <laughs> like six seven, six eight. Yeah, yeah, he's super tall. Yeah. He makes me look like a little kid, too. He's, he's huge. And so um, he had a workout, actually, at a combine. Um, and I guess there were some scouts there. Obviously, there were scouts there. But there were rugby scouts there. Mm-hmm. And they really took a, a liking to his athleticism. And they invited him to come work out and try out rugby. Yeah. And so he comes back from the, the camp, and he, he we're working out together in Tampa. And he's telling me about it. And I'm like, sure, you know, why not try it? And yeah. so he basically, you know, mentions my name by word of mouth. And um, next thing you know, we're both on a flight to Denver. Nice. And we try out, and we sign a few contracts. And nice. So here we are. What did you know about rugby before that call? Nothing. That's okay. Zero. I think that's okay. Absolutely like I, not. <laughs> I like asking you guys that, and I feel like sometimes people are embarrassed to say that, but like I, that's the whole point of yeah. this, right, is like yeah. to get – Guys like you who, you know, you should be doing something. If you still want to and you still have the ability, like, should be playing a sport. So how have you liked it so far? It's been – it has its challenges. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. Yeah. You know, but it has its challenges, especially, like, when you have such a standard mm-hmm. and you're used to a standard yeah. for yourself. Um where here, you know, is different because you have to start over yeah. and you almost got to kind of create your own standard, right? And, I mean, obviously, you, there's principles and virtues that you always carry in everything you do in life, whether you play in sports or not. But from the point of execution and skill and craft, um, maturing in that, that takes time. And that 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 is the challenge, right? right. That yeah. is the challenge. Learning the game, learning the rules of the game, mm-hmm. your IQ developing and maturing, all of those things, right? Yeah. And so it's been fun, but it's been a challenge as yeah. well. I'll be honest, it's been a challenge, but uh, I'm enjoying it. That's good. I'm enjoying it. It's been it's, a good challenge. What's, what's you know, nothing's worth doing if you're not having a good time doing it, right? <laughs> right. So, um, what have you enjoyed specifically about it? Because like you were, you know, particularly a defensive guy, right? Like in the league and then at Wisconsin playing corner or are you playing safety? safety safety yes sir so when was the last time you got to like consistently carry the ball was it in high school yes yeah it was in high school it are was you liking running the ball again school. yeah I like defense more yeah I, I'm used to it more right that's that's the difference but yeah. I do like the ball as well. I mean, who doesn't like the exactly. ball? I think you it's get fun. some of these linemen in here. They get to carry the ball. That's what they're yeah, all saying. Yeah, man. Too. So uh, I'm I'm adjusting back with it again. Mm-hmm. I got to get back my running back skills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's muscle it's memory, fun. right? I'm sure yeah. it's coming back. It's fun. Uh, I guess like you you mentioned a couple of things, but has there been anything like just off the top of your head, like specifically challenging? I know you said learning the rules. Is there anything else like you're used to? Like, is the work rate, that's all right. You're used to making tackles, obviously. Has been the pads, you know, not wearing pads. Has that been an adjustment at all? Yeah. I got stitches in my lip the oh. first two weeks we started practicing. Yeah. And I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. But, Did you just get, what, catch your head in in your lip? or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And or part of it knows, is my maybe. fault as well. <laughs> like, you know, the technique is different in mm-hmm. tackling, you know, and so there's a way to protect yourself in rugby, and that's just something I have to learn. Yeah, you know? that'll just come with, yeah. you know, playing more for right, sure. Right, right. Um, has there been a couple of guys that have, you know, really helped you make the switch, that have helped you, you know, get up to speed on the team? Yes. Uh, Dom, oh, um, yeah. Keanu, Aaron. Yeah. Um, those guys have been – you know, answers of prayers. Yeah, <laughs> I should say that. You know, because I'm sure I'm sure you've had a couple of moments where you've been like, "What am I doing?" Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, like what? What's good? What are we doing Absol- out here? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Why, why am I in Colorado playing rugby right now? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Without definitely, I would yeah. be lying if I did not ask myself questions like that. Yeah. If I didn't have moments like that. Yeah. So that's just human. That's human nature. <laughs> 
That's good to hear, though. So, uh, um, how was Aspen? Like, how, like you know, do you have any like favorite moments from the season so far? Like, do you see yourself maybe getting it a little bit more every week, every day? Yeah, um, Aspen was fun. Aspen was cool. That was like my real. I would say that was like my real first experience because um, we had a game here, but then I hurt my shoulder, um, and so. I've been nurturing that, trying to get yeah. that back and stuff like that. So I missed a few other opportunities to play. So that Aspen weekend was a really good experience for that. Yeah. You know, I got to actually feel it, yeah, experience around, it, yeah. see it more, you know, um, actually get tired. You know, <laughs> rugby <Yeah>. is <laughs> it's a humbling game. It's yeah. exhausting. But um, it was that was a great experience, I would say. That's good. Are, are you all healed up now? Are you good to go moving forward? Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, there's a difference between being injured and hurt. You yeah. know, of course, you got, you know, your bang-ups, you got your, 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 you know, pains or whatever that you're dealing yeah. with, that you know, that that are just kind of like nagging, Yeah. you know, but that's just sports. That's yeah. just ball than anything. Everybody's sore. Everybody's tired. Everybody's hurt, you know, so... I'm good enough. Yeah. As long as I'm good enough, you know. <laughs> I don't remember... I don't ever remember... Playing a game 100%. Yeah, that's to right. To be honest right. with you. Once you so. get into the camps and stuff, everybody's feeling yeah, something, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Dakota, I wanted to ask you one more question before I let you go. And what, and I don't even know if it's a question, but, like, when I was doing the research on you, I'm sure you've been asked this plenty of times before because I've read stuff about it. But, the, but that game against LSU, you get the pick, right? Mm. And then you get nailed late. This is how I knew that you were going to be a good guy and I was going to enjoy talking to you because I read the story – you didn't get mad at that guy that hit you, right? No. Yeah, you yeah. you're like, oh, it's okay. I was like, what? If I got hit like that, it would be like trying to fight this guy. But you were like, no, it's okay. And you became friends with him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we we, we um, were able to talk Yeah. Um, after. He actually called me Yeah. Um, the day after. And um, I got to talk to him. And we actually ended up praying together, man. That's cool. Um, he was he was going through a lot. Uh, he got a lot of hatred. Oh yeah, I, I mean, he I, was, I feel like like when I watch that, I'm like, oh, I feel like I remember seeing this on TV or something. You know? Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is not the way I pictured catching my first <laughs> career interception. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny though. I guess it's even it more is memorable. Funny. Yeah, 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 it is. It is for that reason. You know, but I wasn't upset. I mean, it was the number five team in the country. Mm -hmm. Um. And I was just excited, you know, to, you know, be a part of something to help my yeah. team, you know, come away with that win. So that was that was nothing, man. But more more impressive than anything was, I think, the fact that he called me and we were able to have a conversation about the whole situation because yeah. he was getting blasted on social media, man. Like he was getting blasted on social media. Yeah. The more I read so, about it, it sounded like it really was a genuine mistake. Like he was saying that he was like trying to block, and then he saw you. After you popped up, like, because you caught it and then slid or whatever. Yeah. And then when you popped up, you mean you're celebrating, right? You just yeah. sealed the deal. And he was like, oh, this guy still has, like, he's still running. And then, yeah. So that's what I knew. I was like, man, just from the stuff that I obviously have talked to you a couple of times just around the facility and stuff. But doing the research and then getting to talk to you now, I do really appreciate, like, the outlook you have on life. And um, it was a pleasure talking to you today, Dakota. So thank you so much for your time, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Looking forward to watching him play the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. Me too. <laughs> All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Dakota. I appreciate Dakota for taking the time out of his day to come chat with me for a little bit. It's good getting to know him. Um, he's relatively new around here, so I always like getting to know some of the new guys and and hearing what they have to say about rugby and their stories. So appreciate Dakota coming through. Hope everybody enjoyed that. I'm going to jump into the second interview of the episode, and this one is with former Colorado Raptors number eight, Sam Slade, friend of the program. Sam was, has to be one of the first, like, ten interviews I did on this podcast when it launched back in 2020. Uh, he was one of my favorite players to watch when he was with the Colorado Raptors. He was a tackling machine. Um, he's had quite the busy time since he left the Raptors. Uh, go back to New Zealand, got his first, you know, couple caps with Manu Samoa. I was watching some of that this summer. I tweeted about it a little bit, so that was cool to see. Um, and it was just good to catch up with him, good to hear what he's been up to and how he's doing and uh, kind of what's going on on the other side of the world, which does unfortunately does not sound as good. It sounds like COVID is still um, wrecking the way that they live their lives over there. 
which is unfortunate. But like I said, it was good talking to Sam. Uh, I really did enjoy it. And I hope all of you enjoy this conversation with former Colorado Raptors number eight, Sam Slade. All right, now welcome back onto the show. Uh, former Raptors number eight, Sam Slade. Sam, how's it going, man? Yeah, good. Yeah, um, good, to, good to see you. Good to speak to you again. I know, uh, looking forward to looking forward to the rest of this episode. Me too, man. It's like, I've chatted with you a little bit online and stuff, but it's good to see you. It's been, man, I don't even know. It feels like five years, but it really has not been that long, right? A year and a half? Yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> too long. Too long. That's what COVID does to you. Uh, yeah. So what have you been up to, man? I know, I, like I said, I saw, uh, I was talking to you a little bit in the summer, our summer, I guess. You got a couple of caps for Manu Samoa, so I watched a couple of those matches on the rugby network, which was cool. Uh, playing yeah. some rugby for counties, but what have you been up to? Um, since leaving the Raptors, uh, yeah, I've been playing for counties, counties Medico and the um, NPC. And then this year, um, I was lucky enough to make my debut for Manu Samoa and um, got to play a couple of tests against uh, Tonga and Māori All Blacks, which was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. But now I'm um, just kind of sitting on my bum, just waiting for this lockdown in um, New Zealand to finish. Yeah. Yeah. When did that lockdown start? Um, I think it was about seven weeks ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, What's the rules? Yeah. What are you allowed to do? What are you not allowed to do? Um. And so right now where I'm in Auckland, um, we're level three, which is um, kind of the second worst tier of our um, kind of lockdown levels. So level three, we're allowed to um, train in socially distanced bubbles. And so no contact or no, yeah. no passing or anything, just kind of gym sessions and running blocks. Um, and then you have to kind of just stick to your same household and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just feel like I'm in prison, really. That's different, man. I was just – I went to New York like three weeks ago to, to go to a football game. <laughs> it's, I literally yeah. flew across the country <laughs> to go sit in a stadium with 85,000 people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some crazy. different stuff, man. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about your, your, your caps with Manu Samoa. Uh, was that kind of everything you, you envisioned it to be? Did you get to kind of uh, take in the moment a little bit at least? Um, yeah. Um, well, leading into it, I I wasn't sure like if I was going to be in the team or that I was even on the radar to making the team. Yeah. Um, and I actually got the the phone call from the from the head coach that I'd made the team when I was at work, just oh, um, just delivering some buckets. I got <laughs> I got a phone call, so that was pretty pretty buzzy, but. Um, no, nah, I actually played for Manusa Moore. It was um, it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, um, I didn't come from a traditional kind of Samoan household, so I wasn't surrounded by the language um, that much or anything like that. But once going into camp, it was kind of just full immersion, kind of culture shock, which was pretty cool. And to play international footy, which was um, yeah, it was a pretty good experience, and yeah. hopefully. Hopefully I get a couple more under my belt. Yeah, sky's the limit, man. You got a lot of rugby in front of you, so that's cool. And hopefully we get to keep yeah. watching it over here in the States. Uh, yeah, so hopefully. I wanted to ask, what was your trek back home like? Like if you can think all the way back to whatever, March 2020. It was pretty sudden, if I remember correctly. It was like I remember being around you guys and it was, you know, the season was postponed for a month. And then a week later it was like, well, it's canceled. And then. I yeah. remember all the all the New Zealand fellas had to had to get on a plane and get out of there. Yeah, it was um it was pretty crazy. Um, I just remember the NBA kind of um, they were the first kind of major sport to kind of put things on hold. Yeah, and so we had we had that week of just kind of being in limbo, not really knowing what's going to happen. And then when we got the news the season had been canned, um, the rest of the kind of New Zealand boys just got out as soon as possible right. um i think pete borlace he um he hooked it up with some flights and he just got us on the first one out of there um i remember marco and uh marco and i had to catch the same flight and we were just yeah we didn't know what was happening we just yeah. wanted to get back home to our families what was the airport like was it crazy or was there nobody there um it wasn't too bad because it was still 
quite fresh. Like, yeah, I think people were still kind of not sure what was happening. Yeah, it was before all the kind of toilet paper buying and stuff like that. <laughs> but, oh. but yeah, it wasn't that, too bad. It gives me like PTSD thinking about that. <laughs> I know. I remember yeah. talking to Luke because I think he flew to Boston. Um, and he was like, oh, it's crazy, man. I've never seen an airport this empty. Like, I went to the airport at, like, 6 p.m. on a Tuesday, and there's just nobody there. Yeah. Oh, that's wild yeah. stuff. That's the day. So how did how did you like your time in Colorado, all things considered? I know it was short, but uh, you got to play a little bit of rugby here. You got to – it sucks because you weren't here for the time that it's nice. Like, you were here for the time that it was bitterly cold, and I feel like that year was especially cold. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, eh? Um uh it, it actually been the it was the first time i've been to the snow and so i i wasn't i didn't mind being in the kind of depths of yeah. snow and i remember walking to training and just full-on just slipping over just falling <laughs> on my ass just because um, i wasn't used to the, the yeah, dry ice that ice will get you man yeah um but nah uh, i really enjoyed uh playing with the, the players and being a part of the organization um i just wish i Got to stay for a bit longer. Yeah, travel travel the states a bit more. But um, yeah, I took I took a lot of confidence coming from the Raptors. I I enjoyed kind of getting some game time under my belt, playing in a new environment. Um, yeah, hopefully I can come back to the states at some point. Yeah, for sure, yeah. man. I was, I was going to tell you, I got a I got an extra bedroom. So if you make it through Denver again, you got a place <laughs> to stay. Uh, yeah, oh, but you, my, my you, were, yeah, you were rolling, man. You had, you were having a good season. Uh, you had to be up there in tackles. I remember after that first week, the, you know, the stats that I had access to, I think you had like 18 after the first match. So yeah, you were playing well. You were one of my favorite players to watch when you were here. Um, and I really think you guys were about to like really start getting it going too. like that last match against Toronto. It was just like, yeah. it, it felt like. It felt like high school football here, honestly. Like, it was a Friday night game. We had undefeated arrows coming in and went all the way down to the wire. really felt like you guys were about to start start rolling. Did, did you feel the same way? Yeah, that's what I, I felt as well. Um, felt like we just we – were about to – we were on a curve and we were just about to kind of hit um, our potential. But, yeah, a bit annoying about that. But I think we definitely had some, um, some good rugby ahead of us. Right. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about the competition in the MLR, like overall? Um, I thought it was a, a good level. Um, there's a good mix of um, international and um, local players. And um, the local players, even from the short time that I was there, you could see um, how much growth they were doing, kind of just learning off um, the kind of international players. Uh -huh. um, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it and, the physicality, um, it took a little while to get used to because um, you find that once you come from New Zealand to the States, um, the Americans, they, they love they love a good gym um, <laughs> yeah. more than more than a New Zealander would. Yeah. So, yeah, that took some getting used to. I've heard that. Uh, that's interesting, though. And I can imagine, like, I mean, as MLR and rugby continues to grow here, I'm sure you got asked a couple of questions when you got home, right, about the level of competition and uh, yeah. so people are paying attention there, it sounds like. Yeah, I think the, um, the profile is definitely building. Um, I know a lot of um, fellow New Zealanders who've asked me about it and have made the move over already or thinking about making the move over. So, yeah, I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Which is, which is exciting. Yeah, I think so too. <clears throat> Um, so I know you said you're interested in making it back over to States. Is there any thoughts about coming back for another MLR season? I, know I saw a couple of guys scattered around the league from that Raptors team that, that made the trip back over. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm up to next year. Yeah. Um, still kind of just seeing what's out there really. Um, but I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't say no, to be honest, I, I really enjoyed my time over there. And yeah. because it was so short, I feel like I've got some unfinished business over there as well. For sure, yeah. So, it was, yeah, it was who a, knows? It was a drop in the bucket, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, do you still keep in touch with any of those Raptors guys? Have you, have you talked to any of those guys? Yeah, I um, I still keep in contact with, um, like, Carlo. Yeah. And, um, like, Marco. And, yeah, I, I keep in contact with a lot of them. We're still... Um, 
still quite active on social media, which is good. Good to see a lot of them still kind of playing well and yeah. just doing, yeah, doing really good. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I never got Marco to say any any words to me, so that's interesting <laughs> that you can, you keep in touch with him because I never got him to speak to me. I drove him he around takes a one while. day too. He yeah, takes a he, while. He's a quiet fellow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because I wanted to ask you, Sam, have you kept up at all with, like, the, the new direction, I guess, with the Raptors? Like, have you seen what they've been doing, the whole crossover the crossover project? I know that there's a documentary shown on ESPN down there. I wonder if you caught any of that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I haven't seen the documentary, but it's called I've been Rugby keeping Town, up through, um, If you want to look it up. If you look closely oh, enough, watch. you see me in a couple of scenes. <laughs> I might watch that after this. Yeah. But, um, no, I've been keeping up on social media. Uh, which is it, it looks really good um a lot of supreme athletes um look like they're out for the for the raptors right now and um i guess it's pretty exciting for american rugby as a whole to have that kind of hub of just athletes yeah. trying to become kind of rugby players which is good what uh i guess like if you were to give some advice as to, as to somebody starting rugby like at your age pretty much like what would you say off the top of your head I think I'd just say um, just be a sponge in the sense of um, just watching and trying to learn as much as you can. Um, I remember when I was a little little boy, I used to watch um, just highlights, just not really the, um, the fundamentals, which is um, probably a bad thing, but I just used to watch highlights of kind of Jonah Lombu and I quite liked um, Jerry Collins and Victor Matfield as well. Um, and so I, I th- yeah, I just say be a student of the game and don't stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. And I was going to say, you want to talk about some guys that like the gym, man. The, these guys, <laughs> these guys can move some weight around. I'll t- I'm telling you. And it has been yeah. pretty cool, man. Like they have picked it up pretty quick. And um, I think the, at the numbers now, like up to like seven guys who made the MLR just after, you know, three or four months of training, they got a little bit of a run in the MLR, so that was pretty cool to see. Uh, so yeah. I'm interested to see how it goes moving forward. But like I said, you could watch it at the documentary. There's no distribution deal in the United States, so you – I haven't even seen – I watched the first episode. So you, you have oh, the right. you have the chance down there in New Zealand. I think it's on ESPN. Uh, okay. So I don't know, oh, yeah, I don't know how that it. goes, but it's called this. Rugby Town. So Rugby you, Town. you'll see some okay. familiar faces in there for sure. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I know, like, I guess my next question was going to be, what do you have, uh, you know, going on the next couple of months? But it kind of sounds like you're just waiting this lockout out or this lockdown out. When When is that supposed yeah. to end? Is there, like, a date, a rough date in mind? Or, um, Well, today we actually got um, the worst possible news. Oh, um, and so like all the teams in Auckland, the three teams in Auckland, they've been, um, they've been left out of the, the NPC competition because oh, wow. Auckland's the only – uh, city that's still in level three um and so everywhere else in the country they've their lockdown levels have kind of um they've eased a little bit and so they're they're allowed to play without crowds and so today we got told our season's over so i'm just oh, going to be man. running and <laughs> running and stuff here <laughs> oh, you got some time to kill that man that sucks i'm sorry to hear that that is brutal oh good it is what it is one, one of these days we're going to be through this mess one of these yeah, days, man. One day. Yeah. Well, Sam, that's all the questions yeah. I had for you, man. Short and sweet. It's good to catch up with you. Like I said, next time you make it over to the States, I got an extra bedroom for you. So just hit me up. <laughs> okay. Nah, thanks for that. Um, yeah. It was good to see you. Good yeah. to talk to you. Good to talk to you and too, I'll, Sam. Um, I watched that rugby town. Yeah. Down. yeah. Yeah. Let me know what you think and I'll be in touch. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Sam Slade. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Dakota Dixon as well. Um, I like doing the double interviews. It is a lot of work. It does make for a busy week, um, but it was good chatting with both of those guys. So I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as I did. We'll go ahead and jump into the next part of the show. That's required reading. found a cool piece in The Undefeated. Uh, you know, that's managed, run by ESPN, theundefeated.com. It's titled Two Black Rugby Stars Aim to Showcase Their Skills and the Game to America by Brando Simeo Starkey. 
Uh, and the story focuses on Nia Tapper and Perry Baker and the role they're playing in, in launching this PR7s league and bringing more popularity to rugby in America um, as they get set you know, for their first championship event in Memphis this weekend. So I like this article. I uh, thought it was really good. It was a good way to, to get to know Perry and Nia a little bit and talk about the role that they have in, in, in this league and stuff. And um, as they kind of bring it to a new audience, as that's the goal at least. So I um, really enjoyed reading it. It's cool to see it published in a publication like The Undefeated as well. Uh, and that's some big time stuff. And that's just more exposure for rugby, which is obviously the goal of everything that we do is trying to grow the game. So like always, I will link the article in the article that houses this podcast. I'll also put it in the podcast description. So if you are interested, all you have to do is just scroll down on your phone, scroll down on your computer, visit the dnvr.com backslash dnvr rugby or whatever it is. I don't know my, my URL off the top of my head. I don't know if that's good or not, uh, but I'll make it nice and easy for you to find if you're interested in checking it out. We'll go ahead and close the show with The Loop. Uh, make sure to keep up with everything we've got going on at DNVR Rugby by following us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Check out the rest of our coverage on the DNVR.com. All the rugby stuff's free, which is awesome. And if you like it enough, we hope you subscribe. That's my show for the week. I hope everybody had a great week. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy all the rugby this weekend. And I will catch you all back here next week.